0: Day 139 of 365, the Bible Challenge with Abbey Joy. Psalm 64, verse 1 to 10. O God, listen to my complaint, protect my life from my enemy's threats, hide me from the plots of this evil mob. From this gang of wrongdoers, they sharpen their tongues like swords and aid their bitter words like arrows. They shoot from ambush at the innocent, attacking suddenly and fearlessly. They encourage each other to do evil and plan how to set their traps in secret. Who will ever notice, they ask. As they plot their crimes, they say, we have devised the perfect plan. Yes, the human heart and mind are cunning. But God himself will shoot them with his arrows, suddenly striking them down. Their own tongues will ruin them, and all who see them will shake their heads in scorn. Then everyone will be afraid. They will proclaim the mighty acts of God and realise all the amazing things he does. The godly will rejoice in the Lord and find shelter in him. And those who do what is right will praise him. John, chapter 11, verse 1 to 44. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother, Lazarus, was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when the, when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary and Lazarus, Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. But his disciples objected, Rabbi, they said. Only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus replied, There are twelve hours of daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of this world. But at night there is danger of stumbling because they have no light. Then he said, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. But now I will go and wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus, sim- Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sakes I'm glad I wasn't there. For now, you will really believe me. Come, let's go see him. Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let's go too and die with Jesus. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would have not died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises, at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me, even after dying, everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, The teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha had met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus's grave to weep, so they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? he asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, See how much he loved him. But some said, This man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb. A cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested. Lord, he's been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believed? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out. His hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth. Jesus told them, Unwrap him and let him go. 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 27 to chapter 4 verse 22. One day a man of God came to Eli and gave him this message from the Lord. I revealed myself to your ancestors when they were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt. I chose your ancestor Aaron from among all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer sacrifices on my altar, to burn incense and to wear the priestly vest as he served me, and I assign the sacrificial offerings to you, priests. So why do you scorn my sacrifices and offerings? Why do you give your sons more honour than you give me? For you and they have become fat from the best offerings of my people, Israel. Therefore the Lord, the God of Israel, says, I promise that your branch of the tribe of Levi would always be my priests. But I will honour those who honour me, and I will despise those who think lightly of me. The time is coming when I will put an end to your family so it will no longer serve as my priests. All the members of your family will die before their time. None will reach old age. You will watch with envy as I pour out prosperity on the people of Israel but no members of your family will ever live out their days. The few not cut off from serving at my altar will survive, but only so their eyes can go blind and their hearts break and their children will die a violent death. And to prove that what I have said will come true, I will cause your two sons, Hopni and Phineas, to die on the same day. Then I will raise up a faithful priest who will serve me and do what I desire. I will establish his family and they will be priests to my anointed kings forever. Then all of your surviving family will bow before him, begging for money and food. Please, they will say, give us jobs among the priests so we will have enough to eat. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, Messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly the Lord called out to Samuel. Yes? Samuel replied. What is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Didn't you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. He said to Samuel, Go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed and the Lord came and called as before. Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, Speak, your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, I am about to do a shocking thing in Israel. I am going to carry out all my threats against Eli and his family from beginning to end. I have warned him that judgment is coming upon his family forever because his sons are blaspheming God and he hasn't disciplined them. So I have vowed that the sins of Eli and his sons will never be forgiven by sacrifices or offerings. Samuel stayed in bed until morning, then got up and opened the doors of the tabernacle as usual. He was afraid to tell Eli what the Lord had said to him. But Eli called out to him, Samuel, my son? Here I am, Samuel replied. What did the Lord say to you? Tell me everything, and may God strike you and even kill you if you hide anything from me. So Samuel told Eli everything. He didn't hold back anything. It is the Lord's will, Eli replied. Let him do what he thinks is best. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him, and everything Samuel said proved to be reliable, and all Israel from Dan to the north of Beersheba in the south knew that Samuel was confirmed as prophet, as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear, continued to appear at Sehol and gave Messages to Samuel there at the tabernacle. And Samuel's words went out to all the people of Israel. At that time, Israel was at war with the Philistines. The Israelite army was camped near Ebenezer, and the Philistines were at, were at Aphek. The Philistines attacked and defeated the army of Israel, killing 4,000 men. After the battle was over, the troops retreated to their camps, and the elders of Israel asked, why did the Lord allow us to be defeated by the Philistines? Then they said, "Let's bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord from Shehol if we carry it into battle with us, it will save us from our enemies. So they sent the men to Shehol to bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, the Lord of Heaven's armies, who is enthroned between the cherubim. Hophni and Phineas, the sons of Eli, were also there with the Ark of the Covenant. When all the Israelites saw the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord coming into the camp, their shout of joy was so loud it made the ground shake. <laughs> What's going on? the Philistines asked. What's all the shouting about in Hebrew, in the Hebrew camp? When they were told it was because the Ark of the Lord had arrived, they panicked. The gods have come into their camp, they cried. This is a disaster. We've never had to face anything like this before. Help! Who can save us from these mighty gods of Israel? They were the same gods who destroyed the Egyptians with plagues when Israel was in the wilderness. Fight as never before, Philistines. If you don't, we will become the Hebrew slaves, just as they have been ours. Stand up like men and fight. So the Philistines fought desperately and Israel was defeated again. The slaughter was great. 30,000 Israelite soldiers died that day. The survivors turned and fled to their tents. The Ark of God was captured, and Hophni and Phineas, the two sons of Eli, were killed. A man from the tribe of Benjamin ran from the battlefield and arrived at Shihol, Shiloh <laughs> later that same day. He had torn his clothes and put dust on his head to show his grief. Eli was waiting beside the road to hear the news of the battle. For his heart trembled for the safety of the Ark of God. When the messenger arrived and told what had happened, an outcry resounded throughout the town. "'What is all the noise about?' Eli asked. The messenger rushed over to Eli, who was ninety-eight years old and blind. He said to Eli, "'I have just come from the battlefield. I was there this very day.' What happened, my son? Eli demanded. Israel has been defeated by the Philistines, the messenger replied. The people have been slaughtered, and your two sons, Hopni and Phinehas, were also killed, and the Ark of God has been captured. When the messenger mentioned what had happened to the Ark of God, Eli fell backward from his seat beside the gate. He broke his neck and died, for he was old and overweight, He had been Israel's judge for 40 years. Eli's daughter-in-law, the wife of Phinehas, was pregnant and near her time of delivery. When she heard that the Ark of God had been captured and that her father-in-law and husband were dead, she went into labour and gave birth. She died in childbirth. But before she passed away, the midwives tried to encourage her. Don't be afraid, they said. You have a baby boy. But she did not answer or pay attention to them. She named the child Ichabod, which means, where is the glory? For she said, Israel's glory is gone. She named him this because the ark of God had been captured and because her father-in-law and husband were dead. Then she said, the glory has departed from Israel, for the ark of God has been captured.